and welcome to Kavush, the Stargate podcast. Uh, I'm Teresa. And I'm Marcus. And today we are discussing Season 5, Episode 21, Meridian. The description is as follows. Exposed to a lethal dose of radiation, Jackson has just hours to live. SG-1 tries everything in its power to save him, but as the hours tick away, Jackson's spirit meets with each member individually to discuss his next mission, life after death. Why doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a weird summary of what happens in this episode. It is. It's false. This just brings to mind, like, them sitting down and going, okay, so Daniel, what are you going to do now that you're going to die? What's your plans for, you know, life after death? And he's like, I don't really know. I might take up golfing or something. Yeah, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good retirement plan, you know? Yeah, moving to Florida. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, No, but uh, he does uh, lie there and uh, they talk to him. Yeah. But they're all very sad and they don't really discuss his plans for life after death. No, I mean, the only one who sees his spirit is Jack. Yep. Otherwise, like, they talk to him, and at least sometimes, at least, like, with Teal'c, he talks back, but, like, Teal'c can't hear him, so it's not really a discussion as such. No. I would say. He is discussing with Omadasala. He is, yes. So there's, like, two parallel storylines. One is that Daniel and Omadasala is, like, discussing whether or not he's worthy of ascension and stuff and she's like giving all these wise advice that you don't really understand and he's like but I don't deserve to ascend because I'm a bad person and I've never accomplished anything in my life that's one storyline and the other storyline is that you find out how the hell Daniel got exposed to radiation and why he's dying yeah in like flashbacks and stuff because it starts with him already having been exposed to radiation yeah, I wrote down starts mid-action, and then I wrote down, well, actually, after action. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote it down in medias res, but I don't know how to pronounce that, because I don't know Latin. I just <laughs> read it. But it's yeah. the same thing as what you just said. Yes, I just went with the English, because yeah. I, I'm not fancy enough to even try Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I fancy. <clears throat> yes. Oh, yeah, and we are recording this uh, in 2021 um, yeah. because uh, we lost this episode and we don't know where it went. So uh, where we are now, it's like season end of season six, actually. Uh, yeah. But we jumped back to give you this episode. We have jumped back in time. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not confusing at all. No, no, no. Um. But yeah, so it starts with them establishing that Daniel has been exposed to a lot of radiation and he's going to die, basically, because Dr. Fraser asks Sam, like, how much radiation did he get exposed to? And Sam says numbers. And uh, (laughs) then Dr. Fraser looks like, oh, fuck. And we're all like, oh, that's not good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) And then Hammond is the one who gets to actually ask, please explain in English. Yeah, yeah. And... Sam just turns back and goes, it's a lethal doser. And uh, I wonder if the first time I watched this, I believed her or if I was just like, well, sure he is. I wonder that too. Yeah, he's been presumed dead or actually dead a fair few times at this point. So I don't know if 
they managed to actually scare me with that. No, like, I was wondering about that. How do you feel about this episode as an episode where one of the main characters actually die? Is it is it enough build-up? Is it, like, well done? I think for the most part, yes. I feel like it's it's pretty well done. Because it, it I don't know, I, I, I just like the way that they actually ex- establish it. The first thing they do is that they tell us that he's going to die. And then you're in denial with them the entire episode until yeah. he actually does die. Or, well, ascend. I don't really know if it counts as dying. No, that's a good question. There's a whole thing I have later on that I'm going to talk to you about. But, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's one of those episodes where you're so convinced that because he's a main character, he's going to survive. Like, they know all these aliens. Someone is going to be able to help him. Yeah. Um, And I I, I like that Jacob shows up at the end and tries to save him. And it's established that he might not even be able to. Yeah. And, uh, because I would have just been angry if the reason Daniel died was because we couldn't reach any of our allies. <laughs> <laughs> Which annoys me very much when that happens. Yeah, that is just, yeah, I don't like that either when it's just, well, we need the stakes to be raised. So, oops, no one's answering our calls. Yeah. But I f- feel like I've skipped ahead a little bit. I apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, the, that I, happens. I, I we do travel in time. That's that's what we're doing right now. So you know. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's our it's our job. I wrote down that uh, it's the long intro with the Egyptian statue, which I guess doesn't happen in season six because it felt very unfamiliar to me. Yeah, um, season six changes. I mean, obviously it changes since Daniel is no longer there. Yeah. So spoilers. He yes. dies in this episode. <laughs> if, yes. If <laughs> no, that. In case you didn't, in case you missed that. I can't say I like this sort of intro because uh, I want the name next to a picture of the character or the actor because I want to be able to connect the name to the actor. Yeah, I agree. And I, like, I'm just really, really bad at names and also really, really bad at faces. So at the very least, I need them both at the same time to have a chance <laughs> to know who's who. Yep. That would be helpful. And then, after the intro, there's Jonas! Yay! Because we're in a flashback, I guess. Yeah. It's probably established that somehow. Yeah, I think that, because uh, they, they have the briefing right. where they talk about, like, yeah, this, this planet has nations. It <laughs> yeah, has three I wrote different that down. nations. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. And they are, this is their, their technology level, and they're in a cold war, and stuff like that. And then, is this where they actually say, where, where they say that, yeah, they are accusing Daniel of, of uh, sabotaging the experiment? I think so, yeah. I think but they established that very early on. Yeah, and Jack says that they're lying, sir. And I'm just like, well, obviously they're lying. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone in that room would believe that. Daniel would ever do something like that. No. And then I think Hammond asks, well, what what do we know? Or what did happen? Or something like that. And then we get the flashback and see Jonas. And Jonas! Jonas is there! Yes. And I have this uh, thing, minor thing, where I wrote down shaking hands as a greeting. They do that. And... uh, I didn't think of that, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's strange but we have established that this is like the united states in the 40s so it's yeah fine. obviously shake hands yeah 
<laughs> and I also wrote down, like, I wonder how many times in this show we get the introduction. Like, I'm Colonel Jack O'Neill. This is Major <laughs> Sam Carter. This is Teal'c. And, like, how many times does that happen? A fair few. Yeah. I would guess not quite as many times as Teal'c says, indeed. <laughs> Probably but... not. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Jonas is, like, showing them around... And they established that he's some sort of ethical overseer person? No, he's an advisor to the to the first minister. Okay. I don't Sorry. think they mention ethics. I don't remember. Maybe they do. They at least established that uh, Daniel and Jonas gets along. Great. Yes. <laughs> like, peace in a pod. <laughs> and they show this room where the experiment is being done. And they talk about... Naquita versus Nequadria, I think. Yeah, and we that actually, happens. yeah, I, yes. And this is the part that I kind of like. I don't know if I'm getting ahead now to our, our linguistics corner. I don't know if we're doing that at this point in time. But Of course, let's do it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Jonas is telling them that, yeah, we, we have translated this and we believe that the, the race is called the gold or something like that and then they correct him this is what it's actually called and i'm like yes finally someone who doesn't just magically know how things are pronounced because they've read it yes. because as we have established many many times that's not how it works no like the show <laughs> itself is proof that actors just reading the name will not know how to pronounce it later like yeah um so yeah and then they say that we this radioactive thing is called Naquadria, and then they try to correct him and say Naquada, and I was like, no, no, that was a different word. Mm-hmm. This is Naquadria. We translated that too. Yeah, and that just sort of made my my linguistic uh, brain very happy. Yes, mine too. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I also liked the like the simple fact that they were like, oh, we know so much. We're gonna correct you on this, and. The locals actually knew more than them for once yeah. about something. That was really nice. Yeah, that's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonas introduces one of the scientists whose name is Thomas. And I thought that was really funny because their names are Thomas and Jonas. And <laughs> those are the only names I think we find out about from his planet. Yeah, I believe so too. Or Gomez or something also. There's Jonas shouts a name after the scientist who leaves the room when... Uh, we finally see what happened with the... Isn't that so the same called. one? Maybe it is. I think that was the same person. Maybe that was Thomas. Thomas. Yes. Or yes. however you pronounce his name. Yeah, and the, they're making uh, a weapon of mass destruction. Yay! Woohoo! And they think that, yeah, this is going to create peace. And we, and SG-1 knows that, yeah, at a price, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack says at some point that he that he knows that Daniel tried to convince Jonas that it wasn't a good idea or something. But yeah. And, and says, I really like the line that comes later, but I really like the line that a weapon of mass destruction can only be used for one thing. Yeah. And then we cut back to present time where Daniel is uh, sitting and explaining exactly what is going to happen to him as he dies. Yeah. It's uh, so nice. Yes. And not at all scary. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Daniel also says that, tries to tell them not to ask 
like the the Tokra or anyone for help because my life is not worth any more than anyone else's. Like, and maybe, but maybe you should always call the Tokra. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is the point I wanted to ask you about before. Uh, would you say that Daniel is suicidal? That is a good question. Because he's very gung ho about like no one trying to save him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would call it suicidal when he's, like, already... Like, he's not trying to kill himself. No. But he is trying to, like, make them let him die. Yeah. And and he's all, like, it's not worth the effort to try to save me. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like his, his entire... Uh, his self-worth is not very high. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say that, like, because that's... Like the only thing he says to Oma Dasala also for most of the episode is like, no, but I didn't do anything in my life and everything is just. So I do think, I don't know, suicidal, but depressed, definitely some form of depression there. Mm-hmm. Um, which now that I say it is a little bit like, okay, but you solve your depression by dying. That's not really a great takeaway from this. No, no, it's not. Cool. So, questionable uh, moral of the story. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they established that the Tok'ra and the Asgard are not reachable. Yeah. Um, I can understand that, because at this point in time, the Asgard are fighting the Replicators for their own survival, and the Tok'ra have just been decimated and uh, aren't all that many left. So I can understand that they're not very helpful. Yeah. I do find um, it interesting that they said specifically, yeah, we were trying to to uh, contact Jacob, but he's busy. And I'm just like, well, what about a different Tok'ra? There are yeah. more of them. I'm like, how did you know that he was busy? If you didn't talk to him, did you talk to another Tok'ra? And they were like, no, he's, he's away finding the remaining Tok'ra. So he, he can't come right now. And they're like, oh, okay, bye. And I'm like, <laughs> did you ask that one? Or did Jacob pick up the phone and be like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> Basically, can't talk by. (laughs) Always curious about how those conversations go. And then they have another meeting and Sam is like, or maybe they don't have a meeting. But Sam says that Nakadria could be very useful to them. And she's like, we really need Nakadria. Oh yeah, they do have a meeting. Because then Hammond is like explaining diplomacy to (laughs) O'Neill, which (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, and like... I'm just, this is once again, the like, why do they send Jack to deliver that letter? I don't know. How many times have we established that he is not a diplomat? This and especially also feels a right little now. sadistic. Like, yeah. he is so obviously upset about this whole diplomacy attempt. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you should be the one to deliver this. And like, uh-huh. send anyone else. Send Sam. I don't care. Just don't send him. No. Well, now it paid off in the end, but, you know, maybe that's why they keep sending him, because they're like, maybe he'll do something unexpected and get us (laughs) Nequadria. Maybe. I'm not sure how I feel about Sam being very focused on the Nequadria for this episode. Like, I understand that she doesn't really want to feel Daniel dying. Like, I can understand her focusing on something else, but sometimes it feels like she's a little cold about it because she's like but we can get Nequadria out of this and uh, we should get the Nequadria and the Nequadria is good and I'm like <laughs> yeah but your friend is dying yeah I don't know I didn't really like what I was thinking there mostly was that yeah she's 
being practical, which is one of the many natural responses to to grief. Yeah. And we also do see her later being sad and crying, and and when she's apparently discussing with Daniel's spirit what's going to yeah. happen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe it's not my my problem. Isn't how she acts. My problem is that I'm surprised that O'Neill doesn't call her out on it at all. Like, yeah, that's that a fair I'm point. surprised about. Like, yeah, why doesn't he say like, how could you care about that? Daniel is dying or anything. Like, he doesn't question that at all. No. Yeah, I mean that that is a very good point. He should be. He should say something. Yeah. Depending on, I mean, he's he's potentially also very wrapped up in his own grief and maybe doesn't even like it's it's possible that he he sort of wants to be i don't know there is something about like him feeling alone in being like being the only one who cares what happened to to daniel and that he for some reason somehow wants that to be true so he doesn't call her out on it maybe yeah yeah that's true i don't know if i maybe i'm just making excuses for him fine we call him out on his bullshit all the time so it's fine to make excuses for him sometimes cool cool thank you (laughs) well he goes to deliver the letter anyway and he runs into jonas on purpose i think and he talks about weapons of mass destruction with jonas and i feel like he has so many better arguments than we see daniel deliver later like yeah but maybe it's just because he has more time or something i don't know I mean, Daniel is also way more diplomatic. Yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't try to tell them what to do as such. He's just trying to heavily hint. And he's being, you know, his sort of, well, I, I'm not going to say that I know best. But in my experience, yeah. sort of. Whereas O'Neill is more like, Jonas, what the fuck? Yeah. Also, I think we can establish that I say fuck. Uh, so I yes. have written that down here. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it's pretty clear that O'Neill convinces Jonas of something there. Like, it's not yeah. clear, like, can Jonas even do something? But it's established that Jonas agrees with what O'Neill is saying. Like, Yeah, because he does say that even, like, even if I wanted to tell the truth, I can't, sort yeah. of. Um, and I, I, I wish I remembered if I liked him or not in this episode the first time I watched it. Because looking at it now and trying to like, okay, imagining that I don't know him, mm-hmm. I might not like him in this episode. Mm. Because he's being a bit like he, I don't know, he's not being the, the, the like he is lying um, along with everyone else. No. And hasn't even tried to, to, uh, to tell the truth. Like, as far as we know. Mm. So, I mean, obviously I like Jonas because I know him. But I'm, 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 I wish I remembered if I liked him or not in this episode the first time I saw it. Yeah, you're right. Like, our later knowledge probably colors how we see him now yeah. quite a lot. I also feel like they haven't really established his character as much as they will later. So he's not no. really as in character as he will be. No. Um, which makes sense, you know. They, yeah. I'm not sure they even knew that he was going to come back. I don't know either. No? <laughs> no. Um, also, I hope that the people listening are 
just like us us not watching this for the first time because in that case we, we are spoiling. We're spoiling so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should write at least for this episode that there are spoiler warnings for season six. Yeah. I will write that down. Spoiler. That's how you spell that. Yeah, and then I have written assisted suicide talk. I'm not sure that's what it's called. Yeah, when when Janet is like, I I don't even yeah. want to say this because it goes against everything I believe, but yeah. he would be better off if and then Dump. yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a very horrible day to, way to die. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Okay. And then we <laughs> stare into the middle distance. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and then Sam brings out the hand device right. to try and heal him. And she's like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I could make it worse. I feel like she's used it before, hasn't she? She has. I don't know if. Yeah, she did. She did on on. Um, didn't she do it on Kronos way back when? Oh yeah, sounds familiar. When Nirti pretended to and failed because she was the one trying to kill him. But maybe there's a difference between I don't know if he'd been stabbed or whatever, and radiation. Yeah, might be complicating things <laughs> <laughs> yep might be well it doesn't work anyway and he has a seizure and sam is saying like i'm sorry and i'm like but he said he wanted to try it and everyone was aware that it might not work but <laughs> yeah i understand that you wanted to say sorry but it's not your fault no and that's but after she uses the hand device that's the first time he meets omadasala oh, in the dream yep. i have written daniel goes blurry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he meets Omadasala, and why is Omadasala white? I don't know. I'm wondering if we see her as she wants to be seen, or as Daniel expects to see her. Oh, that would explain so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, she is a white lady anyway, and then we have the first bedside visit. Yes. I think. Uh, I think which so is too. Jack, and he comes to visit. Yeah. And he has a really nice scene where he's like, I've come to maybe admire you a little bit, uh, but in <laughs> a very Jack way. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that scene. And he's the only one who actually speaks to Daniel while Daniel is more or less conscious. Yeah. And then he goes back and that, that's when he realizes that the woman is Omadasala. Oh, yeah. And she says that he can ascend and he's like well how and she says release your burden and he says okay it's released now what and I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, you've been infected by jack a little bit there i think <laughs> just a little bit yeah <laughs> and then i've just written riddle talk because i don't know i, I think it, last time i watched this i found it annoying but this time i just found it really interesting like what she was trying to say i was like trying to figure out what the meaning behind her words were I'm like yeah. hmm, okay what is she trying to say here with her metaphors yeah it was fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh i think daniel gets pretty annoyed with her like because he can't figure out what she's saying yeah and he's sort of stressed that it's like well i'm dying right now if i'm gonna send i need to do it now yeah why are you being obnoxious and one of the things she says is you can't ascend to escape death. That's not a good reason to ascend. But she says yeah. it in a riddle way. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, and at the same time in the, I want to say real world, but uh, the, the, a non-blurry world. world. In yeah. the 
in the sharp focus world, um, <laughs> Jonas shows up with Necrodria. Yes. In a little box. Yes. And then we get the flashback to what happened. Because I think Jonas tells the story. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because Jonas says that I told my government what happened. I don't think anyone asks him, like, well, tell us too. But maybe he does anyway. Yeah. And it turns out that they were walking around, having a good time, talking, being nerds together. <laughs> uh, and then they went in to look at the experiments. And the experiment went really wrong. And Jonas hid under a thing. And the other scientist who was in the room just fled. Yeah. And Daniel was like, okay, well, I will then shoot this radiation-proof glass and jump through it like an action hero and tear <laughs> apart the experiment so it's no longer radiational. That's not how you say that. Radioactive. <laughs> yes. And so it doesn't explode. Because that yes. was the thing that could have happened, too. Yeah. So he's um, very heroic and self-sacrificing. Like, yeah. Damn. And... Uh, I'm also amazed that Jonas didn't get radiation poisoning. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like Jonas, because radiation travels like in in a straight path. So like if you're standing behind something, even if it's just a small behind something, standing right behind it, then it'll not hit you. So well, something that stops that radiation, obviously. Not <laughs> just anything. Yeah. Yeah, and he was standing behind, like just behind the wall. That was. That's true. I think I'm not a scientist. I will say I don't know exactly how radiation works. I am basing this partially on just the fact that he didn't get affected and partially on some vague things I remember reading and seeing when I was in Hiroshima. Yeah. I'm not sure. It might I might be wrong and it might just be a plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know how radiation works either. As we have established previously, we are not scientists. No. So yeah. Then Sam goes to talk to Daniel and tells him about Jonah showing up within Aquadria and stuff and says that he he has an effect on people. Yeah. It's really nice and I'm very sad. Yeah. And then Tilk shows up and breaks my heart. Yeah. Like Tilk being emotional is like it it, it hurts so much. So much. He doesn't get to do much this episode, but what he does is heart-wrenching. Yeah. Get Christopher Judge an Emmy! Emmys are the TV show awards, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know things. Me too. <laughs> okay, we're not award scientists either, okay? <laughs> then I just have a note that says, couldn't save the women, but I think that's when Daniel has this whole conversation with Oma de Sala about his life being a failure and yeah. him not doing anything good with his life. Yeah. And but one of the save couldn't save Shari, couldn't save Sarah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, true. But yeah. Hero complex, savior complex. Savior complex. That's what mm -hmm. that is, right? Yeah. I don't know. And now I'm trying to remember, does he save Shari's brother whose name I don't remember now? I can't remember either, but I believe he does it's her brother right i'm not making that up yeah no it's, it's her brother yeah that gets becomes apophis's son for a while yeah. yeah and then yeah no yeah he he the the gold is taken out of him by the the, the those people 
Oh, those people. <laughs> the, those right. people. Yeah, the super advanced ones that are... Oh, come on, what are they called? <laughs> I don't know. Is it the... Okay, now I wanted to call them Scarens, but that's Farscape. <laughs> I know who you mean. They have yeah. an invisible city. Is it the same people I'm thinking of? No, no. you're thinking of the Nox. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of uh, the ones that the first time we see them, they're being saved from a super volcano. Sam gives a cat to one of them. Oh, those. Right. One of them is uh, has a crush on Sam as being creepy. Yes. Right. Yes. I don't remember what their names are. But... No. Anyway, those people, they, they yeah. took the, the gold out of Skara, was his name. Ah, Skara, yes. Right. Cool. So... He did save him, but that doesn't count. Yeah. And I think Omar Dasala is trying to argue that, like, your accomplishments doesn't sum up your life. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter if you failed or succeeded. The point is that you were trying to do good and you put all of your efforts towards trying to help. Yeah. Which I think is a good, you know, good point. That part of the moral is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, back in the sharp focus world, Jonas is like saying that he wants them to share shield technology if they come up with shield technology from the Naquadria with his people. Yeah. And that he won't be able to go back because he's a traitor now. And yeah. Stuff. And basically he asked for asylum. Yeah. And I love that Hammond goes like, oh, you want us to share technology? Of course. And I'm like, since when is that? Of course. Uh-huh. Never of course with you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's in a really bad bargaining position because he's already arrived at your base and already committed the treason and handed over to Naquadria before he even asks for anything. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't think Hammond is the one who gets to decide if they share the technology or not. No. But uh, one can hope that they will honor that agreement. Mm-hmm. And then Jacob shows up! Yay! Woo! And he and Sam hug, and it's not actually awkward this time, so <laughs> they're getting better at their hugs. Yay! So Jacob and um, Selmak try to heal Daniel, and they're all gathered around, and he establishes quite quickly that he might not be able to restore Daniel to full health, even if this does work. Like, yeah. And while he's trying to heal Daniel, I... I'm talking in very chopped up sentences right now. (laughs) Congratulations, editing you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Past me, I will say. Uh, And um, while he's trying to do that, um, Daniel is talking to Omar and she's like, they're trying to heal you so you can go back to life now. Um, Guess you won't ascend. Cool. Um, And Daniel is like, but what if I want to ascend? And, like, this is where I get a little suicidal feelings. Like, I get that he's ascending, but at the same time, he's, like, giving up life. Yeah. Because of something. I don't really know what his reasoning behind this is. Is he thinking that he can do more good as an ascended being than he can as a person? Or is it more like, I'm sick of life. Let's try something new. (laughs) Like, what do you think his motivations are? I don't know. I mean, he, what he says is that he thinks he can do more good as an ascended being. Yeah. But I don't know how much they know about like the rules for ascended beings at this point. And I don't know why he thinks that, like, in in a way, it feels like he's just trying to 
either escape life or like he's still thinking that no I haven't accomplished anything as a living being so maybe I can as an ascended being yeah yeah because like I feel like the only time we've met ascended beings they haven't really done anything to help no so I mean I don't Oma... know why he thinks that he will be able to no Oma did hide the 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 child the yeah that's true but that's not really I mean yes helpful but also I mean the gold are still around in the galaxy and being threatening so yeah maybe maybe Daniel thinks that he cares more maybe he thinks that the other ascended beings just don't care about what's going on in the in the living world and yeah. he will and therefore he will help maybe so Daniel like says that I want to ascend and Omodasal is like then you have to stop them from healing you um, so you can ascend so he goes to Jack and he's like lays his hand on Jack's shoulder and then Jack shows up in the blurry world <laughs> and then uh, Daniel basically tells O'Neill to like stop healing him he wants to move on yeah or something and then Jack says that they should stop and Jacob is understandably like is anyone else gonna tell me what to do here yeah. Should I stop? Like, and no one says anything. Um, and I'm really glad that they get a light show after that because, like, if if Jack had told him to just no, he he wants to move on, stop healing, mm-hmm. and then Daniel just died, and he was just a lump of body <laughs> lying there. That might have created some resentment among people, but now that he visibly ascended, yeah, he feels. Like Jack made the right decision. Like, uh, like he was actually communicating Daniel's wishes. So you know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Daniel ascends. Yeah. The end. I have a question. Yeah. Because yesterday we talked about uh, superheroes and if they're fantasy or sci-fi or, or something else. Yeah. And looking at the ascension here, I'm like, is this sci-fi or is this? Like nudging into fantasy, because I'm say... not sure that the ascension is ever like scientifically explained as such. No, it's definitely edging towards fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it goes all the way there, but at the very least, it becomes like more science fantasy. Yeah. Than science fiction. Definitely. Hmm. Which I think is also something that like maybe starts here and then continues. I'm not gonna spoil what happens in a few seasons, but like we're getting more science, like the show is more science fantasy also in the last few seasons mm. than it is in the first few seasons. Yeah, that's true. Which I don't mind. I like it, but oh. it's it was a, a thought I had. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I also had a thought to like it has to be hard that. He's ascended, so you're not sure if you're grieving him or not. Like, is he dead? Is he not dead? Yeah. But he's not here, so he might as well be dead. Or, But he isn't, or is he? Like, Maybe um, he's just on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so that has to be a very weird vacuum to be in for yeah. his friends. Like, And I think we've talked about this before, but he doesn't have any family, does he? Like, No. His par- parents died when he was a kid. He was an only child. He had his grandfather for a while before he was sent to the asylum. And then I think he grew up in foster care. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, do they hold a funeral for him? Do they not hold a funeral for him? Like, <laughs> that has to be weird. Yeah, I think they hold a memorial service. Yeah. I think. I'm not sure. I'm sure in the upcoming episodes we're going to talk about this, because I'm sure they do something. <laughs> Probably, but yeah. we don't remember right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that, that was all my notes. Do you have any more notes? No. We've covered all of mine, except my glowing tentacle monster note, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what Ascension means. You become yep. a glowing tentacle monster. Yep. What did you think of Jack's personality in this episode? I thought it was good. We didn't see him, like, joke around, but it also wasn't a joking around kind of episode. No, I very much understand him not joking around. Yeah, and I feel like he was, like, protective of his own people and, like... He felt like Jack to me. Yeah, I agree. And like his uh, bedside talk with Daniel felt very him. Like, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Cool. Then we have talked about this episode at length. <laughs> we have indeed. Trying to make it like possible to cut away all my yawns, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Okay. I'll, we'll see you next week or whenever for the next episode. Yes. See you See on, you the, on other the other side. side. I think I screwed that up, but whatever. Eh, that happens. Exposed to a lethal, lethal rose of radiation.